This is an exciting weekend, not only as Christians, uh, but for us as Americans. And I know that sometimes we, and I'm, I'm going to just let the cat out of the bed, because I know what we're thinking. And this has been a burden on my heart. A while back, on Wednesday night, I was meeting and I was teaching on some passages of what the Bible says. You guys, it's, it's amazing how much we can say we're Christians and we follow the Bible. I'll be honest, when I, when I watch the news and I see things and decisions that are being made in our nation, I don't always honor the king. I don't honor the leadership. Man, uh, what I do more is I complain about it. I'll, I'll grumble about it. I, I, and then it says, pray for them that are in authority. And I'm thinking, man, I don't do that either. Lord, remove him. You know, it was like, more, Lord, I don't like this guy. And Lord, who's next? And Lord, I, I, you know, just, and I am just so frustrated and I, I, I get so in the flesh when I see things that aren't right. Because let me tell you, just because we see things that aren't right and we complain about it doesn't make us right. Let me say that again. I, I thought I was in church for a minute. So, um, my mistakes. Just because we complain about things that are not right doesn't make us right. I, I've, I've studied. I've tried to get in there and says. Lord, give me a passage that says I have the right to complain and whine and, and, and get all upset and, you know, and, and talk about America used to be great. I'll tell you, America still is great. And you say it's got its problems. Yes, it's got its problems. But man, I, it, within the problems, I have freedom. I, I, I'm able to preach and teach and go and sin and carry Bibles and raise a family and, and be part of a church. So you know what? I'm going to preach a different message today. I am not going to preach about how America needs to get back. And is that true? Yes. America needs to get back to God. But I'm, I'm going to show you a unique way of how Christians need to get back to God. But in a way, you're probably not thinking. Psalm 118. Psalm 118. I, I, I'll tell you, I went back and forth between two passages. One of them was righteousness exalteth a nation. Those three words, how righteousness, being right, being in the right place, serving God, obeying God. You know what that does? It exalts. And I wanted so bad to talk about how as Christians, you know what's going to build your life, build your marriage, build your business or whatever? God laid it out. Righteousness does that. You living right, being right, having your relationships right. God says you put yourself in a place of blessing to escalate, to build yourselves up. But that's not how God led in my heart. I want to preach on the subject of God blessed America. Not God bless America. God blessed America. We are living every day in the goodness of God. And this is how we live. Just like this. We can't see it. We have put the blinders on our eyes. And it is not okay with God. That all we can see is the negative. Oh give thanks. Unto the Lord. For he is good. It does not say that he does good. It does not say that he possesses good. The Bible comes out and says. Oh, give thanks, a command unto the Lord. And here's the reason why. Because God is good. All the time. time, God is good. And I started beginning to think about this. And the Lord hit me with this. You guys know Thursday I'm 
going to Thailand and the Philippines, and I have the opportunity to be in these two places. And uh, we had to go and get our shots and updates, and I've been already, so I didn't have to do as much as the rest of them did, but I still had to get the prescription for malaria and those kind of things that I had to get worked out. So I did like I did before, and I walked in there, and you know, you know how you hear things on TV, and it's like, oh man, things are happening, and it, it bothers you, but I mean, you know that this, the world's changing, but then when it's right in your face, it's different. So I walked in there, and for the sake of illustration, they give you the clipboard, and I sat down with the clipboard, and then I had to go through and ask you your medical information, and because I was going to a foreign country, they had questions about it. So I'm going through there, and I'm knocking it out, or whatever, and, and this isn't the first time that it happened, but it came back to me. And you get down to a question. And it says male, female, and now there's a new box. <laughs> Transgender. It should mean confused, but it's like... <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I definitely, I didn't question. I knew what I was, but I'm like... <laughs> I was just sickened. Over the fact of, of that was, I mean, it's made it that far to where medically, you know, I'm thinking, you people are smarter than that. You know, to get to that thing where it was even on there. And there, there it goes. It threw me into a bad mood. I, I'm just irritated. And I'm sitting there and I was like, I'm just going through the list, marking thing, this off. And it's it, it just bothering me. And, and, and I, let, let me pull it back. To, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. In the midst of our nation turning from God, can I tell you guys that God is still good to us? He say it's wrong, it's bad, it's horrible, it's wicked, it's messed up, it's all this. And God says, I'm still good, Tony. And in the middle of my goodness, I give you a command to give thanks unto the Lord. And my attitude of going down through there was no thanks given to God. And then, you know, you know how God will use simple things to really work you over? You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't, it's just the simple things in life. And here I am, I'm going, I'm going through this thing and I'm working my way down through this. And I, I had to mark down, just, do you have any health problems? I don't. Do you want any medications? I'm not. Do you have children? I have three. Do they have any medical history? They're all good. Do you have a spouse? I do. She's a blessing from God. I begin to go down there and says, what is the purpose of your visit? I'm going on a mission trip. I have the freedom to go on a mission trip. God provided to go on a mission trip. I begin to go down, where are you going? And I get to go be with Kelvin Hauser. And I get to preach in a, in a foreign church that I give here in the States and the offering for missions. And there I get to go and stand in the pulpit of the place that we give towards. And I get to go to a place that is a pagan nation. And I get to preach and share and love on kids that are, are, are in a pagan society that does not know my God. And I got up and I went back there and the doctor said, you're in good health. And I walked out to a car that ran and I drove down a, a, through a nation that's free and I went home to a, a house that had air conditioned. And you know what I did? I allowed one word on that page of something that the world is doing and they're confused and they're messed up on 
to help me be blind into everything else that I mentioned. Shame on me. Shame on us. It did bother me. Tomorrow, we're going to celebrate our freedom tonight. We're having a cookout. We're going to play cornhole, eat hamburgers. And I plan on eating at least three desserts, just to let you guys know. <laughs> That's right. I figured this. I'm going to be eating rice and beans for ten days. I'm going to have three desserts. <laughs> you want to know a big, big problem with America? And you're like, every hand could go around. I'll give, you, I'll give you a list of them. A big, big problem in America. We can get on there and say, Pastor Tony, I'll, I'll tell you what's wrong. America has gotten away from Scripture. And the Bible says, the Bible says for them not to kill babies. And they're doing it. That's a big problem with America. And the Bible says that we should identify ourselves as male and female. That's a problem in America. And the Bible has thrown out morality. And the Bible has thrown out all these things that are so important. You all get upset about it because it's in the Bible. Well, let me give you another one that's in the Bible. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Is it right of us that we have the right within ourselves to get upset at something they do wrong when God could point out verses like this and say, what are you doing about that? How are you honoring me with that? How are you praising? And just before you get all spiritual on me, just check yourself. This week, how often did you praise God for what is good in America versus how much you complained about what's wrong with America? Or your family? Or your job? You sit there and you're all upset. Well, they worked me over hours and I had to stay late and I had to cover for so-and-so and I got to the break room and it's a mess. And, ah, you know, we all get... Rather than saying, God... I have a job. Thank God for my job. And you have kids and they, 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 they do dumb things and they say dumb things and they don't go to bed when you say and everything. And then all of a sudden, when's the last time you said, God, thank you for my babies. Thank you for their health. Oh, give thanks. The word thanks literally means to recognize his blessings. It means to praise him for his blessings It means to declare His goodness. It means to lift up our voice in praise. Let me just throw it out there. Let me give you an example of this. Listen to this. I cast my mind to Calvary. Where Jesus bled and died for me. I see His wounds. His hands, His feet. My Savior on that cursed tree. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forever. For endless days we will sing your praise, O Lord, O Lord our God. Do those words sound familiar to any of you guys? You say, oh yeah, I I remember that. Those are the words we just sang 15 minutes ago. You realize that when God says, oh give thanks or declare his goodness, today was application of doing that. Where we talk about the cross and our freedom and the blood and salvation. You know what God is saying to obey Scripture when you're quick to point to the world and they should be obeying God? God said, when you stood up to sing about the cross, did you sing or mumble? Did you stand in the back hallway and, and make noise in the hallway? Or were you in here praising God? Because the Bible says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for He is good. Amen. Thanking God for what He's done. Psalm 118 verse 1, let's just read through. 
I'll give thanks unto the Lord for he is good because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them know that the fear of the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. Let me point out how God is good. And I'm going to pull these straight from the scripture as we go through here. Number one, God is good through his mercy. Notice how it explained three categories. He said, let Israel say, that's the nation, those that were in rebellion. Saying, hey, hey, you guys out there, you need to recognize the goodness of God. And then he made it personal. He said, let the, let the house of Aaron say, that is the leaders. That is us. That is the ones that stand on the pulpit. Hey, guys. Acknowledge that God is good in the mercy of God. And they said, let them that fear the Lord. That's the saints. God does not limit his mercy. And I thought about this. Do you realize how often we get upset? The way that we sit there and say, look at what's going on. I can't believe God hasn't come back. Man, God would have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah for what he allows happen into America. And all these dumb things that we say like that. Here's the thing. God's going to come back when he's ready to come back. God doesn't need your approval and he doesn't need your timeline. And actually, if God was going to slip in here and explain to you and say, I'm going to tell you why I haven't come back, because I am a merciful God and there's people that I want to reach and I'm not ready to come back because I want them reached. How often do we think like that? How often do we think that God's mercy is not limited and God is not willing that any should perish? Let me throw it like this. Did you guys know that if Bin Laden would have bowed his knee in his dying moment and asked Christ to come into his life, that God would have saved Bin Laden? Or Hitler? Or any member of ISIS? Because here's the thing. We're all sinners. And the only way that we were saved is because God withheld punishment that was deserved. And that is the very definition of what mercy is. God is merciful. And the, for the very fact is all these things are going around and for the very fact that we're here today and God allows us to preach and there's people preaching to your kids and in junior church and allowing us to go, that is the mercy of God for us to be able to hear the truth in the midst of wickedness. But how often do we praise God for that? We say, wow, God, the fact that all this is going on on TV and everything's going on in the White House and all these things are going on in our government saying, man, God hasn't returned. God is a merciful God. Rather than, what are you doing? You need to get your act together, God. How ridiculous are we? God is constantly showing that He is good and that His mercy endures forever. God is good through His mercy. God is good through His protection. Notice verse 5. I called upon the Lord in distress. Distress can mean a lot of things, but the word distress means a tight place. Have you ever called upon God in a tight place before? Have you you ever been like, there's no money, this is a tight spot, there's no, honey, I don't know how we're going to get all this done this week, it's a a tight spot, I'm I'm calling upon God in in my tight spot right now. I have three days until I board a plane. I have things to do, places to go, messages to write, all, all these things. Here's the thing, God is the God that takes care of my tight spaces. I'm going to explain it like this. It says, the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Now I started thinking about that. Why is God so good? Here, here's, here's why God is so good. I'm going to explain this. I've already been on um, part of this mission trip once. 
These are a couple pictures that I took while I was there. Driving down the road and doing the different things while we're there, everywhere you look, you see these. Monks are everywhere. False gods are everywhere. Idols are everywhere. There is an absence, guys, there is an absolute absence of anything dealing with Christ. I never saw a cross. I never saw a steeple. I never saw anything related to a bumper sticker that says, I love Jesus, or I go to church, or follow me to wherever. Nothing like that whatsoever. This is all I saw, and this was just a couple of pictures. These false gods and idols are everywhere. They, are, they do not let their children worship God. They do not allow the, the praise of God. All of these things are totally absent of that. Now I'm going to tell you guys about America. Just look over your shoulder right now. How many churches did you pass on your way to service today? How many of you walked in here with a Bible? How many of you can turn on the radio and flip from channel to channel and hear Christian music? How many of you are able to get up and pray with your kids? How many of us are able to go out and knock on doors and pass out tracts or have Bible school and run buses and fill the church full and stand up and preach whatever we want? You know why? Because God has answered our prayer and put us in a large place. He's expanded our boundaries. He's given us opportunity. God has privileged us to do what we do. And sometimes we're so blinded to that. And God's saying, look at the liberty you have. Because, you know, I, I got really upset when we went to um, court. I did. It bugged me. And I know some of you are new to our church and you don't understand all of this. But we got brought to court because they said that we have too much green space. And that entire green spot on the side of us, even though we printed 25 pictures of things that we do to reach people and preach the gospel, they said it was unnecessarily, we don't need it, and they make us pay taxes on that property. That made me mad. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. And now we have to, it's not a large amount that we pay, but I am thinking it's the principal. We went to court. We got a lawyer. I stood on the stand. I passionately shared my opinion and how I felt about it. Here's the blessing. We still get to have ministry. We still get to have buses. We still get to have church. All of these things. And I am more upset about this little bitty obstacle than I am about all these blessings. God is good to America. God has blessed us. You say, well, Pastor Tony, it won't be long before all these things changes. Isn't it funny how our minds automatically go, those are blessings, but it won't be long until they're all gone. All right. Verse 6. Let me say, you're going to say, well, Pastor Tony, what, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do when they come in here and you say you can't preach about biblical marriage anymore? What are you going to do if they come in here and say that you guys can't speak openly about what is right and wrong? Well, let me, let me just tell you guys. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Let me guys ask you a question. What can man do to me? Say, so where do you get that? Oh, Psalms 118, verse 6. You talk about application. God is on my side. Now, I know you're sitting there going, praise God, amen, God's on my side. Get it in your mind. The one that gave them breath and created everything in this world stands next to me. 
God is in me. God is around me. God goes before me. God makes my way straight. God gives me opportunity. God is good. Did you guys see that statue that I put up earlier? You know, that statue does nothing for those people. That statue does not answer prayers. That statue does not go before them. That statue does not give them money to go on trips or open doors or or works out plane tickets or makes way for kids to come to Bible school. That statue does nothing, but my God does everything for me. My God meets my needs before I even know that I have needs. God goes before me and makes connections with people like Michael Whitaker that I didn't even know existed. Here we are, we were frustrated with the situation because we were like, we thought something was working out. And in the middle of my frustration, I'm on the phone. I get off the phone, walk into another room, and two guys come up and say, you need to call this guy. It's almost like he's got it worked out. It's almost like God knows better than we know. See, this is what I'm telling you. God is good through his presence. I don't have to do what I do alone. I don't have to pastor this church alone. I don't have to stand as a dad alone. The Lord is on my side and I will not fear because perfect love casts out fear. Let me break down this verse. When it says that the Lord is with me, the Lord stands with me, literally means the presence and all the power and all the knowledge and all the abilities of God stands with me with everything that I do. Getting on a plane to go to Thailand sitting there there when they bring me octopus and say it's our culture, you need to eat this, God's going to be with me through all of those things. I will not fear. Do you guys know that perfect love, God's love, casts out fear? I want to do a little Bible study with you guys. I want to do something. Turning your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. They say, we're talking about the presence of God. I want to make application. I want to bring it down to our level and make application of this. How do you do this? Philippians 4, 6. The Bible says, be careful for nothing. It's going to get a little convicting. That means, be anxious for nothing. Don't let worry take over your life for nothing. You guys get that? I'm going to ask you, how many of you worried this week? How many were upset? How many were scared? But in everything... Literally means everything by prayer and supplication. And then it stops. Listen to this with thanksgiving. Now, I'll be honest, I'm good at the other two. With prayer and supplication, Lord, I got a need. Lord, I need your help. Lord, fix America. Lord, get so and so in and get so and so out and let so and so pass. And don't let this be legalized and don't let this bill pass. All these things. And in the middle of that, God says, Stop and thank me. For what is good. Stop. And notice. What is right. Stop. And praise me. For my goodness. With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Let your request be known unto God. With thanksgiving. Here's the promise that comes with that. And the peace of God. Which passes all understanding. Shall keep your hearts and minds. Through Christ Jesus. The word keep means to protect. It guards your mind. As mom, you send your kids off and you're saying, they're going off to school and I'm worried about them in college or I'm worried about my son getting a job and the influence that he's going to have. Or I'm worried about my husband and what, you know, he goes to work and the temptations and our minds go crazy with this. I'm worried what's going to happen to Medicaid and Medicare. I'm worried if there's going to be Social Security. 
God says, here's, here's the thing. When we think on these things and we protect our mind, God does something. Now, no, don't judge me for this because this is just how my little mind works. Did any of you guys watch the, the game with LeBron and the Cavs and all that stuff? Okay, I, I saw this happen a number of times where this is what the, this is what the devil does. The devil will sit there and constantly and say, the world's going to fall apart. He gets there to your mind and he's trying to plant that thought in your mind. He, he tries to tell you, you know what? You're going to be living on the streets before long. Your son's going to run off and you know, leave, leave you and all, all these different things. And your marriage won't work out. And he tries to plant all those negative thoughts. But the Holy Spirit is kind of lo- like LeBron James. He's standing right there and every, those things come in and you allow the spirit of God and the presence of God. He just jumps up there and just smacks them out of the way over and over again. And, and I, I almost vision it like that, you know, as Satan's up there in the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says the word keep means the guard. He's guarding your mind saying this dude follows God and this God, tr- this guy trusts me and loves me. He acknowledges the goodness of God and the promise that follows that is the Holy Spirit will guard or smack down the negative thoughts that try to creep in your head. Some of you guys need a LeBron James in your brain. That's what I'm saying, okay? I I don't know if I got off spiritually with, with this illustration or whatever, but you guys get the point. God desires so much to rule and reign in our hearts and minds. That we're Christians that look at that and we say, God is good. Wait a minute, God hasn't come back yet. Yeah, because God is merciful. I say, but look at all these things that are going on and look at my son or daughter going to Thailand and Philippines. And what about this group that's going to go up into the prisons? Let me tell you, God is good through his presence. Anywhere that I go, he goes with me. And his power and his goodness and his protection... God is good. He keeps his peace in my mind and calms my heart. And he does all these things because God is good. Let's go back to Psalms 118. In verse 7, the Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Let that be on your heart when you go to vote. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. My confidence is not in Obama, Hillary, or the Trump train. None of them. You say, well, what's going to happen? I don't know. I have no idea, but this is what I'm praying. God, whatever liberty that I have, whoever makes it in or gets out or whatever happens, help me to keep honoring you with whatever it is. That's that's because God is good and I want to praise God and I want to live for God and the goodness of God and I want to make it very known. The Lord is my strength and song. How is God your song? You see, when God, you recognize the things of God and the Holy Spirit is LeBron James and protecting your mind and, and all these things are going on all around you and you can see and experience the presence of God. When we gather like this, our praise ought to praise the one that died on the cross and set us free in the blood of Jesus Christ and the freedom that we have. Oh, give thanks. That is our job. Let it be our voice. Let it be our song. It's become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing ought to come out of us as Christians. And if there's a larger, louder voice of complaining than there is rejoicing, then we have not tapped into this. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. 
the right hand of the Lord and do it valiantly. Verse 17, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Do you recognize the goodness of God? Or are you like me and a lot of the rest of the ones in here? That we get easily distracted and focused on the negative and the wrong. So let me tell you guys, today, tonight, tomorrow, may we acknowledge with our eyes the goodness of God. May we repent the same way that we're telling the world to repent of their sin and their wickedness and their all these things that God says, how about you? Get your heart right. Worship me, praise me, and declare my goodness. Let it be known through your lips and your song and your attitude that my God is good and my God is real and my God is here. That's the goodness of God. So here's a challenge that I give us. Maybe you need to get your heart right. Maybe you need to ask God, Lord, I need you to protect my mind. I need that peace wrapped around my mind. Lord, I've been negative. I've been wrong. I've been bitter. I've been angry. Rather than any acknowledging or praise to God. Let's worship God at the altar. Let's thank Him. Make that list just like I did as I went through that form. And rather than getting focused on the one word on there of God's goodness and God's grace and God's mercy and God's love to me.